Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Hour 2 of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Thank you to Kirk Morrison and Shane Knighty who joined us in Hour 1. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we have former Sportsbook supervisor Harry Gagnon who will join the program, get some of his selections in the NBA as well as the NFL draft. I also saw he snuck in an XFL pick there for you your go. girl. Surprised so. Harry's still in the country. You know, I, I thought he'd be in Barcelona today. Well, so he, he was. A, is he... Can he, could he do the Skype from abroad? I don't know. I know he was gone. He was. No, he's going to see Springsteen somewhere over there. <laughs> Springsteen plays. What a and, life he lives. It really is a good life. To see Springsteen in Europe is a fascinating, fascinating experience. I think Harry's a fascinating human yeah, being Yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he's got the, he must have hit some big bets there. Must yeah. <laughs> One thing we know, he, he does subscribe to the Visa newsletter and the, and the book. And so he's making all this money and it allows him to tour. There you go. Speaking of fascinating people, Aaron Rodgers yesterday, we did the, the full breakdown of his trade becoming official to the New York Jets after 18 seasons as a Green Bay Packer. He posted his goodbye to fans yesterday um, on social media, and he will have his introductory press conference Later on today, in about an hour, actually, yeah. 2 o'clock Eastern time, so right as we're wrapping up the show. So what he did was, it's interesting, so we talked about it yesterday when you had me on the phone. We talked about the Jets having to make cap room to bring Rodgers on. But Rodgers did something that is somewhat really unique. He shifted his $58.3 million option bonus, which was due this year, this offseason. And he shifted it to the 24 season. So for the Jets, his cap charge is only 1.215. So, you know, I don't know what the guarantee is on that 59 million, 58 million that goes into next year, whether he plays past that, we don't know. But by shifting this money into next year, he's really given the Jets a lot of flexibility in terms of their cap, in terms of acquiring players. So not only did they get a good player, they also didn't have to pay a lot to get them in terms of financially. Which is, yeah, awesome for the team and their huge their season this year and, and moving forward. And I also, like, I, I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday as well, but I do 
think that it is a very positive thing, at least the reports that have come out about him really wanting to be involved in the voluntary workouts this offseason. And Joe Douglas said that he didn't want to put any words in Aaron's mouth as it pertained to playing beyond the 2023 season. But it feels like if he's making this move and he is going all in with the team like it feels like he is, that this isn't just a one-year thing. I, I think he, you're getting the Jet fans are getting a player that wants to prove the Packers kind of messed everything up. And that's a good thing, right? I mean, that's what you want. You want a hungry player. You want somebody who's out to prove something. You want somebody who is willing to do whatever the program wants to do. When Randy Moss left the Raiders and went to New England, you know, a lot of people in the Raider building thought he couldn't run anymore. A lot of people in the Raider building thought he couldn't play anymore. And so you trade him for a fourth-round pick, tells you there wasn't a market for him. And then he goes and has this incredible 07 season to prove to people, hey, I'm still the man. I'm still the man. And I think that's what you're going to get with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's got a lot to prove. And I think his ability to have comfort with Nathaniel Hackett as the play caller, as the designer, knowing him and setting up the game plan for him. How significant is that for the team now that you have Aaron Rodgers and his familiarity with Nathaniel Hackett, as well as Alan Lazard coming in that can help just facilitate getting everybody on the same page with this new offense. Yeah, well, it's easy. Remember, when the Jets traded for Favre, they, Favre was going from West Coast offense, n nomenclature, you know, 20 bingo cross, you know, smash seven curl, all that, all that stuff. We hear Sean King talk about it all the time to a numerical system, you know, 425 X slant, you know, where the numbers determine the route. That was like going from Greek to Chinese. It was really challenging for Favre. He was very uncomfortable with it. It made it very challenging. And they got him so late, they couldn't really do it. This is now, because Hackett's putting in a new offense, everybody's going to learn, learn the Rodgers offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what he's putting in. He's putting in the Aaron Rodgers offense. And so it, it becomes the guy who has the easiest transition of anybody is the newest player. Lassard and him have the easy transition. Everybody else has got to adapt to the system. Well, and that's why I was just saying with him being a part of, or like at least us in the perception standpoint, he hasn't said this officially yet, but him being a part of those workouts, I feel like will be significant just that he can help ease that transition for others. Um, the Jets are a 14 to one shot to win the Super Bowl, the shortest odds that we have seen for a New York Jets team since 2011. They are also the fourth shortest odds in the AFC behind only the Chiefs, Bengals and Bills. Would you say that is a fair placement for them in the AFC? Standing? I think so. You know, and I, I'm I'm surprised it's, you know, where are we here? They're 14 to one. I mean, look, let me say this to you right now. If in terms of talent, the Jets have more talent on their defensive side than Buffalo does. Okay. And the Jets have a, a good as quarterback or someone who can make plays. They have more receivers than Buffalo. And the fact that the Jets' offensive line is suspect, so is the Bills' offensive line. So to me, that gap seems a little bit too severe. I think I think they should be closer to the Bills than they are at 14 to 1. I really do. Because they're getting a premier quarterback. They have a good defense. And to me, that gap at six six fifty is a little bit too much. It's gonna be a fun race in the or division. Or five fifty. Five fifty it yeah. is. It's gonna be fun. I mean, I think to me, Buffalo has a little bit of that overrated feel to them. Okay, yeah, they're gonna get Von Miller back. Okay, is that gonna make them better? We saw them get pushed around. How good will they be on offense? Who's the slot receiver? Where are they going? Leslie Frazier's not calling defense. Sean McDermott's doing it. There's a lot of things going on in Buffalo that, you know, they're they're not the prohibitive favorite that I think they should be. I think, again, plus 130, plus 225 here to win the East. Yeah. 
I think that's a really good number. Yeah, and I mean, the Bills, a team that, like you kind of referenced there, could be a team that's trending down while we see the Jets, a team trending up. The Dolphins, if Tua is healthy with the weapons that he has at receiver and now adding to that defense could be competitive, and you can never count out a team like the New England Patriots, especially no. now that they have a real offensive coordinator. Yeah, so. and it's, you know they're going to be improved. There's no question that they'll, they'll be orchestrated. The details need to get covered. But I, I do think the Jets, playing from in front, which is something they weren't able to do, will allow their pass rush to take over. Now we're going to find out, are they a legitimate team defensively? They've got to get Quentin Williams under contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they got to extend him, which I'm sure they will. This deal for, for Rodgers really allows the Quentin Williams deal to come happen. Because uh, there's really no cash out of Woody Johnson's pocket to bring him in. Now, somebody's going to have to pay that $58 million next year, but that's next year. Joe Douglas uh, also made some comments as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers coming into that quarterback room with Zach Wilson and said he thinks it can be a great thing for him. Um, Still feels that Zach Wilson's ceiling is unlimited, end quote. Um, Do you you believe that? Do you believe that Zach Wilson is somebody who could get a little toolage from Aaron Rodgers and take a step forward when he is done with New York? Well, this is a humbling experience for Zach, right? I mean, he's now going to have to watch somebody else take over a team, and he's going to learn how to be a pro. He doesn't know how to be a pro yet. That's the hard part about NFL players. you got to learn how to be a pro. Somebody teaches you how to be a pro. You know, it goes back to the Jack Reynolds when I was first with the 49ers. He carried a box of pencils around that were taped in white tape, athletic tape, that he brought to every meeting with them. And he showed Ronnie Lott how to be a pro. He showed Eric Wright how to be a pro. He showed all these great players how to become a pro. Zach Wilson has no idea how to be a pro. He thinks he does, but he really doesn't. How Rodgers will impact him, I don't know, because I don't know how Rodgers has really developed any young players around him. But this is going to take all the pressure. Now, Zach Wilson could say, I'm not going to play, so I'm going to have a lot of fun in New York City. That could be the other alternative. I mean, Joe Douglas has got a lot at stake in Zach Wilson. This is a Band-Aid on the mm-hmm. Jets. This isn't, the fir- this isn't going to last yeah. four years. Yeah, I um, I certainly hope that Aaron Rodgers, given where he's at in his career, would have kind of that open door wanting to help the young guy out type of a situation. And I know having covered Zach Wilson as much as I did when he was in that final season at BYU, I had like six of their games. I talked to him a number of times. Um, if you ask that kid who he looks up to most and emulates in the National Football League, it's Aaron Rodgers yeah. and his ability. So um, I know we, we make fun of that clip that's making the rounds about if the Jets were to bring in a veteran quarterback this offseason, how would you feel about it? I'm going to make that guy's life hell. This is a very different situation he, with it being yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, he's going to have to take a back seat but you know we'll find out the true competitive nature within the player right Mm -hmm. I mean because he should I mean I want him to make life hell I mean you want him to to really show that he's got the skills deserving to be the second overall pick in the draft look he's got the talent I don't think he's had the maturity I don't think he understands how to compete and I don't think he understands how to prepare every week now in this offense we'll see what he does so the slate's been clear for him mm-hmm. i'm not optimistic but you know players have proven you're wrong after the third year this is a move that is a band-aid the owner is really really about trying to get to the super bowl and this is a move that hopefully can help him do it um on the packers side of things i, I loved in your article that you put out today on vcin.com you think that it's very possible that the packers take a wide receiver yeah. in jackson smith and jigba I think Njigwa fits for what they want. They want a slot receiver, somebody with quickness, somebody who can – because, you know, what they feel like they need is – remember, they were playing Randall Cobb in there last year. So they need somebody. They have outside receivers, 
but they need somebody to go inside, and I think that it'd be interesting if they pick a receiver. I, well, that's that. what I was going to say. I just can't help but think how hilarious that would be if the one year the Packers finally take a first-round wide receiver, it's with Jordan Love at their quarterback is, and the not Packers Aaron Rodgers. The are going to be an interesting team to pay attention to. I mean, they really are. I think they're way too young. I really think they're too young to be any good. I mean, they're going to take some – they have a young quarterback, young receivers, young team. I think it's going to be you, – you never want to be too young. You, you want, don't want to be too old. You don't want to be too young. You want to have a little bit of a balance. I worry that they're a little too young. I said yesterday, what kind of twilight zone are we living in now that the Detroit Lions are the favorite in the division and the Packers are the longest shot, Green Bay – 50 to 1 in next year's Super Bowl uh, odds. The so. Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> things are turning it. around. We're biting kneecaps and we're making things happen. Well, you know, they got to handle the pressure. They got to handle. I mean, they are now the hunted one. Well, yeah, so they're used to being the underdog. Yeah. How do they handle this role being the favorites? Um, did it, they'll be on Monday night football. They'll be on Sunday night. I mean, prime time that? Lions. We're going to get five Jet games, four Lions games. Who knew? <laughs> Talking NFL draft a little bit more when we return. We are less, we are just over, excuse me, 24 hours away from that number one selection being taken. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We are one day away from the NFL draft. And don't worry, VSEN has you covered. We can help you be as informed as possible when you join us at VSEN.com slash draft. Every NFL draft is different. There is so much volatility, but we have five tips for betting the NFL draft. You can also check out our guy Matt Eumann's mock draft for the first round. And the man to my left, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, using his insight and analysis as well, available at vcin.com slash draft. The page updated daily, so you get the latest position predictions, over-unders, and best bets from all of our experts. Make sure you check it out today. And in the next few hours, especially if you are here in Vegas, because the Nevada Gaming Commission 
pulls all of these bets off of the board at they 5 should. p.m. today. today. 5 o'clock today? Yep. Yeah, they should. The one thing I forgot to put in my column today, and I apologize to Bill A.D. and Michael Dolan, I do think uh, Hopkins will get traded on draft day. It may be right before. I do think that's going to come down. I don't know to who, but I think there's things in the works for him to, to, to kind of get traded. So I kind of get the sense of that. We said this week on the podcast on Monday that – felt strongly that Rodgers would get done, and it happened three hours later. I think Hopkins will definitely get traded. I found John Lynch's commentary on Trey Lance interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, he went out there you know, he went out there doing the old, we're getting a lot of calls, and then he backed off of it. Yeah, so we have the, you know, we're, take, we're taking calls. We're not picking up the phone and right. dialing, was, but we're taking calls for Trey Lance. And then the other day, yesterday, I believe, or maybe two days ago, says – uh, we fully expect that Trey Lance is going right. to be he, in the quarterback he, room. He, and in fact, he used one of the lines I used on the pod. He said that we're not, we don't have a one eight hundred number out there. That's the line I use. So obviously, he listens to the pod. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> five star review, the, please. Rate, please rate, yeah, review, rate and subscribe. And review. <laughs> as as Femi would say, Elliot on the ones and twos, which we had no idea what he was talking about for a year. But anyway, I only just learned what that was. I asked him. Like I had a to year ask him, ago. Stormy, because I used to say on the audio mixer was like for our audio guy when I was back. At the South Point, that's what I would say, and they're like, "Oh, it's the ones and twos. And I was like, "What? I, I what? had no idea. I, I didn't know. know that. I don't know this tech stuff, guys. No, me either. I didn't know it either. But I do think that I don't think Lance will get traded. And here's the interesting thing about Lance, Stormy. You're a 49er fan. If Rand Carthon isn't trying to make a trade for in Tennessee, yeah, in Tennessee is the new GM of the Tennessee Titans. If he's not trying to make a trade for Trey Lance. Big red, red flag. If D'Amico Ryans isn't trying to make a trade, both teams need both teams want young quarterbacks. Both teams have assets. I mean, you could trade for Trey Lance, I'm sure, for whatever John claims he wants, you know? And I don't believe they're hanging on to him because they think Brock Purdy isn't going to come back around. I mean, Purdy, I think they're nervous about Purdy being ready for the opening day, but I think they feel like they're going to get Sam Darnold ready for opening day. So what is your understanding of Brock Purdy's injury and players coming back from that type of a UCL issue? I don't have an understanding of it because I, I, I have Bernie Kosar, right? So when we were in Cleveland and Kosar got hit by Albert Lewis on a, on a corner blitz and hurt his elbow, he could Kosar never had a great arm to begin with, but that injury really debilitated his ability to throw the football. I mean, really badly. He could not drive the ball. He was never a great arm talent, but he had enough anticipation and enough awareness. He was quick-minded, not quick-footed. But once that injury happened, it went downhill for him. And I don't know if there's similarities between the injuries. We're talking back in, this is 1988. So it's a long, long time ago. But I do think with Purdy, I think they got to be careful. He's a, you know, it's not going to be, he's not a a gunslinger. He doesn't have this, like Bryce Young's arm strength compared to Purdy is night and day. So I do think there has to be concerns, but I don't think they're holding on to Trey Lance because they worried about Purdy. I think they'll worry about Purdy with another player. Mm -hmm. I think they just know that Lance may not fit for what they're doing. Yeah, and if you do trade Trey Lance, what are you really recouping from what you gave up for him? Hardly nothing, really. And and you you made a great point that if D'Amico Ryans and Ryan Carthon aren't interested, and these are guys that know him well, they saw him up close and personal. They've been in every staff meeting. 
You know, they were on the team playing flying back from Houston when they couldn't get a first down. And Kyle basically told the front office, we got to get Garoppolo back. And they moved him yeah. from that one field to the other field. And I'm not a Trey Lance fan by any means. I was somebody who didn't want him to be drafted to our team uh, a couple years ago, especially knowing now what they did give up to make that trade up to the number three overall pick. But I will say that if there is one thing we know about the San Francisco 49ers, it's that they desperately need to have quarterback depth because year in and year out, they're having issues at the position and you don't want to be in a spot like you were last year where you're in an NFC championship game and you're down to your fourth string quarterback and wondering if you're running back or or um, a fullback is going to have to come into the game yeah. and play quarterback for you. So I'll, I'll take all the depth that we can get and any backup plans necessary. Um, and the San Francisco 49ers, a team with a lot of high expectations coming into this coming year, despite not even knowing who's going to be their day one starter at the most important position on the field. They got some good players, so I don't think they have to worry about it. Love, uh, love the Hargrave addition um, in the defensive side of the ball. I'm very excited about seeing what he can do in San Francisco. Okay, we talk so much in the NFL draft about these quarterbacks, and I'm sick of it today, Michael. Let's talk the big man and yeah. the offensive line. The position number for how many offensive linemen are going to go in the first round is sitting at five and a half. The over is juiced all the way to minus 475, so the expectation is that we'll see six. The under is plus 330. Do you agree that we're going to get six offensive linemen or more? Uh, yeah, I do. I think I think when you break it down and let's go through it. So I, I think there's a couple things working here. You know, so when you look at, you know, Broderick Jones is ver- high. Parrish Johnson uh, is high, right? Uh, and then Harrison from Oklahoma is a guy not much talked about, but he's going to go. And I think he could go in the top 15. I think he's one of those players that – is not talked a lot about in the top part of the draft, but is really well-liked by people in the league. And then Darrell Wright, the kid that blocked Will Anderson pretty much all the time. So you're looking at really four tackles there. And then Skronsky, the guard tackle type guy, and he's there. And then somebody, the the Giants, or somebody might take a center in the first round because they need it. And would it be Tipperman, which I think could be the case, or could it be somebody else? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I think there's a good possibility of that. But I think the tackle market is pretty good, and I think it's going to start at about seven. It could start at four, three with Arizona if they take Washington, and then it'll work its way down. But Anton Harrison, I think, will be – he won't be the first lineman pick, but I do believe those five guys we have up here on the board will go in the first round. And then there's always a flyer on someone else. So you said Washington. You mean Johnson, right? Paris Johnson? Paris okay, Johnson. Okay, just, yeah, just wanted to make sure. So he yeah. is the favorite at plus 250 to be the number three overall pick right now. He's an odds-on number to be the first offensive lineman off the board. But I, I found this interesting that he's plus 250 favored to be the number three overall selection, yet his prop for positionally where he'll go is sitting at over under nine and a half. So if you really feel like he's going to be the first off the board and you think that it could be Arizona, that's a really good number. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think it's a really good number. And when you look at it, it there's a lot of scenarios where he's going, you know, there was a conversation. I mean, he was plus 5,000 the other day to go in the top four. And that number has really dramatically shift. And we know this. Look, Kyler Murray came out and said, he wants to draft Paris Johnson. Now, a year ago, he wanted to draft Creed Humphrey. Two years ago, he wanted to draft Tristan Wirfs. I mean, the guy, one thing about the guy, he's obviously, if he's not an elite quarterback, he has pretty good scouting skills. Mm-hmm. So you might want to listen to him. And, and the thing I say all along, 
again, I don't think it's impossible that the Cardinals take an offensive lineman. They need they need offensive and defensive linemen. So why not? Why does Paris Johnson have such an edge now over Peter Skaronsky when it was flipped for such a long time? People saying the kid from Northwestern was going to be the guy. Well, because Skaronsky is really more of a guard than a tackle. His arm length really prohibits him from being a tackle. You need length to play out there. It's one of the things that's really required. You need great feet and length. I mean, could he play left tackle? Yeah, but he's not a big man. At 6'4", he's not a, you know, you want length and size out there. You want to be able to match up. I think he's more of a guard. I think he's a good player, but I think he's more of a guard. So for me, I think that's what's going on. Is Paris Johnson your favorite offensive lineman when you look at the tape and you analyze these guys, or who is? I like Broderick Jones, the kid from Georgia, a lot. I think he's got a really good chance. I like Darrell Wright in terms of the way he can play. Does he play that way all the time? I do like Paris Johnson. I do think he's a good player. And the kid Harrison from Oklahoma, I, I, I think all these guys are good players. Do I think any of them are going to be Anthony Munoz? No. But I think they're all going to be starters in the league. Are they better than Jonah Williams? Yeah, I think they are. Are they better than Tristan Wirfs? I think they're similar to him. If the Cardinals do not listen to their quarterback and go offensive line, where do they go? Defensive line. I mean, I think then they take a defense. Well, is it Anderson, I guess, is my question. I mean, I think to me you would – my sense of it is, could it be Anderson? Yeah. I think the Carter character issues, whether it's the the the, the race, the, the 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 tragic events that happened in Athens with the car and the young lady and the foot and the and his teammate getting killed, and then the other things that go on in terms of how hard will he work, the weight gain, all those things, those are kind of concerning. But let me make this very clear. Three techniques are impossible to find, and this guy is by far the best three technique that's come out in a while. Really great stuff. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Harry Gagnon, former Sportsbook supervisor, is going to join us. But where, where is Harry? We need to know. This man's always on the road following Springsteen, so we'll, we'll catch up with him in a moment. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. What do you get? You get our daily email recapping all of the best bets from every show host and guest, as well as unlimited access to the VSIN.com slash picks page. You can sort selections by sport, matchup, event date, and more. We also have a top VSIN experts leaderboard now where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand for all of VSIN's pro picks. Betting splits, power ratings, plus our 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. It's $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Michael, we never know where Harry Gagnon is going to show up, except for if you do, because you have the Springsteen tour schedule just memorized Europe, at this point. In Europe, yeah. I, I can't believe he's in Barcelona. Don't tell me you're in Barcelona, Harry. Harry, you're in Spain? Welcome. I am, buddy. I I am in the hills of Barcelona, Spain right now, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It's uh, 7.30 p.m., just to let you know, 7.30 p.m. So uh, I'm ready to roll, guys. Let's go. Mike, uh, Friday night, ready to rock with our spring team as well. You got two shows in Barcelona, too. They got the soccer stadium. That's a great thing about when you see Springsteen over in Europe. It's all soccer stadiums, and it's it's packed, and everybody can't communicate and when the people that are there can obviously in Spanish, but the Americans that go over to see them there can't communicate until the song starts, and everybody can communicate. <laughs> it's a, it's a kind of a brilliant. You're thing. Right. Springsteen, the universal yeah, yeah. language. Most, most, 
going to both shows and then on a, and then throwing in on a, on Tuesday night might as well you know when in Rome or or Barcelona I guess I'm going I say Barcelona I'm going to Barcelona's uh, soccer matchup too so might as well go to that one here too right. Absolutely. Um, and mean, if not now, when, Harry? And if leave it to now, our when. guy, even right. when he's abroad, right. he's right. getting the bets in. Harry, let's let's talk about the draft here quickly because that's where we just left off yep. on our last block. You have a wide receiver prop that could interest some folks ahead of tomorrow. Yeah, I like Jordan Addison a lot of, uh, of, of USC. Was it Pittsburgh before, as we know? Uh, guys, I like him to go under 22 and a half, the pick number 22 and a half. You can get plus money still at plus 110. Uh, the Blitnikoff winner two years ago, um, 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, didn't miss a game, 160 receptions the last two seasons at Pitt and USC. Uh, I know Pitt went out and got Allen. The Steelers went out and got Allen uh, from the Rams, but didn't have a great season at all last year. Maybe at 17, he could help out the wide receiver core there that didn't have a receiver go over 900 yards last year. Maybe Detroit at 18 after the gambling episode with their wide receivers. But I like him maybe really to go at 22 on the number. Uh, so it just goes under. I like him at 22 to go to the Chargers, basically because we know how good Mike Williams and, 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 uh, and Keenan Allen can be. But it's just they're never healthy, especially never healthy together. I think Addison maybe stays in L.A. and goes to the Chargers at 22. I like him under the pick number 22 and a half. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I could see it. I mean, last year they played Carter in the slot. He ended up having to play a big role for them on their defense, on their yeah. offense because Williams was hurt and, and so was Keenan Allen with the hamstring in the start of the game. To me, you know, they got to get Eckler. If they lose Eckler, I, I think this whole thing kind of is, to me, he's the glue that makes the receivers mm-hmm. better. Oh, he, he was unbelievable. You look at Eckler's numbers, Mike. I know you guys, strongly you know him too. You look at Eckler's numbers last year compared to everybody else. He had over, he had, oh, I believe, over a third of the yards for the entire team. He had, he had, he was, I think he's second leading receiver on the team. And look at how many touchdowns he had compared to everybody else. You lose him, that Charger team is going to be crushed. We've got four important games going on in the NBA tonight. Three yeah. of them potential closeouts. Harry, the first game getting underway at four Pacific, seven Eastern, Knicks, Cavs, but also Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, and the Warriors and Kings, the shortest spread of the day with that series tied at two. What is your favorite bet of the card coming up tonight? You know, I do like the I do like the Cavs tonight. I know you're laying a number here at five, but uh, I think we're going to see the Donovan Mitchell show tonight, which we haven't seen over the past three games. Uh, just 50 points and 14 turnovers last three games for Mitchell. But New York's up three-one. I think they'd love to win this series back in the Garden, um, and you know maybe do it in front of the home folks and that in front of Mitchell too when they go back to New York where a lot of the folks in the fans wanted Mitchell to go there, but he didn't go there. So I think that would be great for the Knicks fans. Uh, but regardless of that, I think Mitchell breaks out of a slump for at least one game. And Julius Randle hasn't been playing very good. And even though the Knicks are up 3-1, like I said, he's just 6-25, 6 of 25, six for his last 25, uh, 18 total points the last two games. I think Cleveland, this is a game where the Knicks just let this one go, and Cleveland rolls the Knicks in this one and gets it back. 
when I go back to the Garden for Game 6. Harry, when you were sleeping last night, Devin Booker was scoring points at, a, <laughs> at an incredible rate, right? I mean, he was sensational, and the Suns Unreal. put away the undermanned Clippers. So we get the Suns Nuggets, which I think is going to be a fascinating series. What do you think? What Do you, you have any plays in the series coming up? I'll, I'll tell you this, Mike, that, you know, remember two years ago, Denver played Phoenix in the playoffs, and Phoenix swept them. I know Denver would love to return the favor here, but overall, finally, Durant's playing well. Chris Paul's doing what his thing, his thing, and you just mentioned Devin Booker. I mean, we, I mean, unbelievable playoffs so far for him, the way he's scoring at will. I think this is going to be a great series. Jokic has been fantastic, another triple-double. Uh, last night, but overall, I think the Suns take this in six. I think they're too strong. I know they don't have the greatest bench, but I don't know if you can count on Murray so much for, uh, for all these games for Denver to show up. I think you can with Durant and with Booker. Paul will be there, too. Aiton's going to have to play tough. He's going to have to be a lot stronger inside against Jokic, but I think the Suns take this in six. I agree, and I love that Phoenix four games to two price at plus 295. That's the way that I might play it right now, um, looking at some of the things just at first blush. Um, when You do have a bet tonight as well in this Lakers-Grizzlies game. Lakers with an opportunity to close out the set, but the Grizz certainly capable of fighting back. They're a two-seed for a reason, and John Morant playing despite injuring that hand earlier in the series. They're favored by 4-4.5 four, four tonight. Do you think that they can win, make this series a little bit more competitive, and cover the number? Yeah, I do. I think it's more like this, like I just mentioned, the Cleveland game. Uh, Memphis laid an egg in game three, uh, gave game four away to LeBron and the Lakers. I think Morant and, and Brooks both have great games. Uh, they bounce back. Didn't have great games in game four. I think they bounce back here. Uh, big performances at home. Lived to fight another day in game six against the Lakers in L.A. I think the Grizz roll here tonight. I know this made Stormy so happy today. It made her so happy. It was probably the best thing on the rundown. I mean, other than we had a full segment on hockey, this probably made her day more than even that. You have an XFL play. He's a bonus XFL pick, baby. Let's go. Well, I I, I, I sent Stormy a message last week that I love the Brahmas at plus two and a half against D.C., uh, uh, the defenders, and I get there. They lose by one, but they cover the two and a half. And I'm going, to t- I'm going to go against D.C. again. I'm going to take the Sea Dragon to Seattle, plus the three. Maybe you can get three and a half. Uh, they say it's very tough to beat a team three times in the season. Well, that is what D.C. will be trying to do when they take on Seattle. Uh, but both teams were very close. Week one was a 22-18 win for the mm-hmm. defenders. Week eight was a 34-33 game. I'm all over Ben DiNucci and the Sea Dragons. Philip Lindsay, Josh Gordon putting in great efforts for Seattle lately. And D.C., a winless Orlando team a few weeks back by just one. Arlington by two. San Antonio, like I mentioned, uh, against the Brahmas last week by two. In the last four weeks, they've given up 26 points or more when their defense was fantastic to start the season. Ended the season, thir- giving up the third most points in the league, the defenders did, even though they were 9-1. and one. I'm going to take the Sea Dragons. I'm gonna take- if you can get three and a half, grab it. They've been playing really well lately. Harry, you know, that's funny. 
I'm with you. I Go bet ahead. that three yeah. and a half immediately. And DC for a team that started off the season six and zero against the spread, just one and three ATS their last four games. Right. And uh, it's funny, Harry, because my approach to this game was I bet DC in the first half minus one and a half because they've just seemed to have a first half edge. They've had a first half lead in seven straight games coming down the spread, none by fewer than four points, average by eight and a half points roughly in the first half, and then their defense like a cookie and milk they crumble in the second <laughs> half, and so. I love me some oh. Seattle to cover the number in the full game. I love it. I love it. How are you going to be able to watch it over there in Barcelona? You going to be able to watch it over there? I don't know. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to go to the pubs and take a look. But Mike Stormy does her. Stormy does more homework than we do when it comes to football, huh? Oh, she's the best. I mean, there really is. I mean, she's prepared, and you can't you can't ask Fantastic. her a question she doesn't know the answer Y'all are to. Y'all knuckleheads. Mean, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's really good. You, Stormy, let's go, right? You bounce it off her. Let's she's got it. Go. I mean, it, we uh, one quick question: Are we getting the same playlist that we yeah. had in America? Or yeah. You think we shifted the playlist over in Europe? We, you know, what's very interesting because because Friday night's the first concert, Mike, in Europe. So it'll be interesting to see the playlist. But I'll tell you what. You know you can count on me sending you pictures and some videos. Thanks, Definitely. Harry. Thanks for rubbing it in. I really appreciate it, Harry. Cool, Thank buddy. you so much. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, as hey, always. Listen, Enjoy the weekend. The only tickets are still available for you, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Get out there, Michael. It's called the draft. It's called the draft. Yeah, he's a little busy this week. That's uh, Harry Gagnon, former sportsbook supervisor at AAO Harry on Twitter. Enjoy Barcelona, my friend. We're going to step aside, wrapping things up on the Lombardi line when we come back from this quick timeout. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. 
Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into BetMGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're wrapping things up on the Lombardi line live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. One more sleep until the NFL draft. Very exciting stuff, uh, which brings us to our, our pro tip, actually, here, Michael, for the show today. Mm, and uh, it's, I think it's critical for yes. betters, especially here in Las Vegas, but anywhere in Nevada. Get your bets in over the next few hours because the clock is running out 5 p.m. Pacific time. The last opportunity that the Nevada Gaming Commission will allow you to place bets on the draft. It's smart. You know, a lot of things are going to change between now and then. And. You know, bet bet with your bet with your head. Take the recent information and kind of, at the end of the day, use something that makes sense. Don't try to do something that doesn't make sense. And I think what doesn't make sense is Will Levis going number one overall. Can confirm. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, we talked about it a lot earlier on in the show. But Will Levis goes from a, anywhere from a forty to one to sixty to one shot to be the top overall selection to a Reddit thread moving him all the way down to now around four to one, just because a completely unverified source that created an account eight days ago said that that Will Levis has been telling people that Carolina is going to take him number one. Pro tips, by the way, available at vsin.com. Become a subscriber today. Uh, tips searchable by sport and by you show. Know, you you were in our text chain. You mentioned the Pablo Banchero situation. I think you did, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mention that uh, how this is really slightly different, right? Everybody was shocked when Banchero went first overall. But when you talked to, P- I remember talking to Eric Musselman after he played Duke, and he was like, "Look, I, we've played all that guy's the best player that we've played against." So I don't, you know, and the only reason I bring that up is because. Nobody's saying Will Levis is the best player they've ever played against. Like so, to to equate it to the Pablo Banchero situation, I think is wrong because there were people saying he was the best player by far. And congrats to him, by the way, officially rookie your year. rookie of the year. Yes, you big favorite to do so. But uh, but that ticket does cash if you had if you had a ticket on the young gun. Um, when it comes to today, for people that are sitting in the GM's chair, Michael, yeah. is it? Is it harder and more stressful 24 hours out if you have one of the top five picks and you really kind of have the world as your oyster? Or is it tougher down the draft when you have to figure out what everybody else has done to make it fit for your spot? I think when you're down the bottom of the draft, you just you can't begin with the end in mind. You have no idea who you're going to get, and you have to trust your homework that you've done and how you've ranked the players. And the one thing you can't do on draft day is fall in love. You cannot fall in love. You've got to be willing to say, hey, look, trust our board. We're going to go with this. Because there's been way too many times over the history of the NFL where you didn't get the guy you wanted, and the next guy you got was pretty darn good. Right? We saw that. You know, the Ravens wanted Napoleon Harris. They don't get him. They take they take Ed Reed. One guy's a congressman, another guy's a Hall of Famer. So it, it just changes. And so trust the process of what you put together 
And I think the other thing is is limit the amount of data that you're taking in up to draft day. I think that it's not reliable. It's all off. Like the Will Levis going to New England, how mm-hmm. they're infatuated with it. Well, we know that's not true. Do you, you have know, to like fully disconnect from having ESPN or NFL Network on your TV? You, you know, when, I, when we were talking about the Kirk Morrison story, we never had in Al Davis's draft room. It was a little bit like a Twilight Zone episode. When you entered the room in the Raider draft when Al ran it, you crossed the year you were entering, the year you were living in, say 2000, and you went to 1960. I mean, that, that little door puts you in 60 because we had Al Ocasel on a telephone telling us who the picks were. We had nobody had a computer in the room. Nobody had internet in the room. Everything was done. There was no boards on the room. There were, everything was mm-hmm. written by hand, and then it was erased at the end of the day. Didn't want anybody to see it. So I think you almost have to disconnect like that and try to really work hard to remove bias and keep asking yourself the question, if we draft Jalen Carter, what could go wrong? And instead of looking at he gives us this, this, and this, what would be the fault if we drafted it? If we draft C.J. Stroud, what's the downside? If we draft Will Levis, what's the downside? If we draft, uh, you know, uh, Weatherspoon, a corner, what's the downside? What's the, you know, focus on how would this pick not work? What could cause this pick not to work? What could cause this pick to not be successful? Focus on that and then kind of quantify and modify that. I want you to give your decision on the three Favorite bets that I have in this year's draft at plus money prices. Okay, great. One of them I already know you love. I do have Bryce Young at plus 275 because we talked about this so much. So we have Bryce Young to go one. I love you have that in your back pocket. And you should do, these drinks should be on the house. My second, for there to be under four and a half quarterbacks at plus 150 in the first round. I like that. I do. I like that. I think to me, to me, the quarterback market is overvalued. And I think teams know that it's a one quarterback draft for five of them to go in the five quarterbacks to go in a one quarterback draft seems really, really a stretch. My last one, Jalen Carter, under six and a half draft position, plus 185. I like that. I'm told reliably that if he gets to Detroit, he'll pick, they'll pick him. Okay. I believe that if Seattle had the chance at five to pick them, they would, although there has now been some disconcerting information that maybe Seattle would try to trade down. John Snyder's made 34 trades in his NFL career since 2010, and 20 of them have been to trade down. 14, 11 of them been to trade up, and three have been for players. So when you break his history down, you know he wants to trade down. I was told that they would like to get more picks in the next year's draft because that's the really good quarterback draft. And I think that's a really smart play. I think if I were Philadelphia, I would try to trade away the pick to get in. That's what Philly did. They traded mm-hmm. away a pick to get in this draft because they weren't sure of the quarterback, right? They weren't sure Hertz was going to be as mm-hmm. good as he turned out to be. That's a smart play. That's somebody, and Snyder's really smart. But I'm going to say this very clearly. Whoever goes in the top 10, none of us can criticize the pick because this is a draft based on the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Everybody's evaluation skills are different. Everybody sees players differently within the role. And unless you know the role the player is going to use, for example, Nolan Smith, everybody has Nolan Smith being a top 10 player. To me, Nolan Smith is, you got to play a lot of 34. You got to make sure. And where does he play on third down? How does he fit? It's all about where he goes. And I don't see Nolan Smith for the teams that I like, that I know their scheme, but for some teams he might fit. So you got to be really careful about how you evaluate who makes the picks. 
because it's all different. And this draft is a draft of a lot of just good players, no elite players. There's, I would say there's probably two elite players. There's probably two elite prospects. But to me, other than Bryce Young and Jalen Carter, I, I don't know who I could honestly say will be at the top five of their position when this draft's over five years from now. Yeah, this is a very, very unique draft when it comes to talent, that's for sure. Um I am very, very excited to see how the top three specifically shake out when we get to the first round tomorrow. Like, I I have no, I've, as much as I want to say that we have it dialed in what the Houston Texans are going to do it to, I, don't. I have no clue. And, and I know Nick, and I know people in their building, and I have no idea. And, and not that I've talked to any of them, because everybody's on clamp. And it's funny, I was talking to a prominent agent yesterday, and I said, well, you got a bunch of these guys. And you got a bunch of the coaches. And the guy said, well, they, they've told the coaches not to talk to me. So, like, everything is very secretive. And I think to me, you know, you everybody's putting out mis- – like, I don't know why Carolina's holding on so long on what they're going they to do. They have a consensus. Good for they them. Know what, they know what they're going to do. They're just not telling anybody else. Also, uh, if anybody cares, I do have a couple NHL plays today in the two games upcoming. I bet the Bruins on the 60-minute line. You take that $2 price down to a minus 145-ish. I'm also a little bit tempted on the puck line, plus 110. Um, every win that they have had so far in the series has been by two goals or more. Uh, Linus Olmark is absolutely dialed in, and he got a little crazy the other night against Kachuk. He's feeling himself, and he's feeling good. So I love the Bruins to close out the series tonight. I also bet the over six in this game. In the Kraken, Avs, no Kale McCarr, no Val Nachushkin for the defending champions. And the Kraken, as Shane Knighty told us earlier, are you know playing with a little confidence, playing with some house money. What they lack in postseason experience, they make up for in energy and grit, and I love it. So uh, I'm rooting for Femi on the plus 155, Kraken on the money line. I also placed an under five and a half. And looking ahead to tomorrow in Lightning Leafs, I know that Shane said that an under, like a lower scoring game, would play toward the Bolts. I like Toronto to close it out, so, so I'm betting I. the over there six and go. a half. How is that line not seven yet? Betting the over six and a half. There Thanks for go. joining us on the Lombardi See you tomorrow, line. Stormy. All draft tomorrow. Get ready. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.